I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Gallant View, the Rangers podcast. A very busy week in the world of Rangers and with this, a, a stellar lineup. The the OGs are back together. We have the Lindsay Lothario, Craig McAdam. Afternoon. The Southside sweetheart, Ian McCready. Good to see you. And the ball bag of Burnside, Scott Hodge. <laughs> Thanks for the intro. As it's been a while since I've gave you all nicknames, and of course, I'll be your host, Colin McDuff. So, gents, as always, we're recording on a Sunday, and fair play to all for his first day in a week during that 90 minutes of Rangers 2 0 win over Ross County. So, start, we'll look at the lineup first of all. There was four changes from uh, the Galatasaray game. John McLaughlin came in goals, James Tavenier, Connor Golson. Leon Balogun and Borna Barisic were the back four. Midfield of Kamara, that's Kamara, not Camera, if you're listening, Clive. Jack and Arfield. Jones and Ken, either side of Alfredo Morella. So, Craig, we'll start with yourself. I was surprised to see Steam Gerrard change it up with the, the goalkeeping situation. What was your thoughts on that beforehand? Um, I, I don't think I was overly surprised by it because um, it's obviously something we've seen throughout the season so far. Um, McGregor's had a few wee niggles, um, getting on a bit in age, so it's it's probably just taking the opportunity just to give him a wee breather. Um, he's played the last few games, played a tough game in Thursday night, um, and then it just gives him that the weekend off and then into the international break just to make sure he's in top shape. Because um, I think at that age, just a, a wee niggle that 10 years ago wouldn't have been an issue for him can just sort of snowball from there, so... I think it's good management and McLaughlin's other than 
maybe one of the goals at Hibs he probably could have done a bit better on, but other than that, he's not done anything wrong. So it's uh, I'm okay with them doing a wee rotation between them for now. Um, I think there'll maybe come a time when you need to just pick your first choice goalie and stick with it, who I imagine would be McGregor. Um, but uh, it's seemed to it didn't really impact the game today. You could have been in goals today, Colin. Yeah, true. That's um, my girlfriend says I'm a keeper. But dim dim. Ah, maybe tell you it's shade joke Sunday. Um, Scott, I know you're a fan of Ballard and over Hollander, so I, I don't know what, what's your thoughts on him coming in. Do you think that was just protecting Hollander going away to, in a national duty, or it was just for Ballard to get a bit of game time, or was it the right kind of game for him? Do you think? Yeah, he's not played much football over the past uh, over the past few few weeks and, and months, so it was good to get him some minutes. And I think he has a bit of a, a threat going forward. I think he's more forward thinking than Hollander, um, a bit more a bit more pacey as well. I know they had a, a bit of pace about them as well in certain areas. So um, I personally think he's, if not the best centre half we've got at the club, maybe the, the second best uh, behind Goldson. So. Um, getting him up to speed's good, and um, as I say, I thought he'd done quite well. I don't think him they played particularly well today, but I think he did no worse than them else. I suppose we need to just start talking about this game and get it over and done with. So, <laughs> Ian, I actually thought Ross County started quite well. Um, kind of up until Rangers got that penalty, they were having a go at us. Um, we looked shaky for the start. Do you think this was just? They had one eye on the international break or a mixture of that between a mixture of having an eye on the international break and tired from Thursday. What was your thoughts on how we started? I, I think it was more more tiredness rather than having an eye on the international break. Um, yeah, Ross County had that opportunity the first couple of minutes, didn't they? With the, their, their right back um, got past Barisic and fired the ball across and just Fortunate for us, there was nobody there to tap it in. We, we, we were kind of sloppy the first five minutes, but then I think we, we got hold of the ball and we grew into the game and we were dominant the whole game. Right enough, like, Ross County had a couple of half chances, but, like, McLaughlin's not had to make a save, so. Aye, um, you're right. For, for most of the game, it was just, aye, Rangers looked comfortable. Aye, well, we'll come to the second half, and but I know what you mean by, you know, even though Ross County threatened, it never looked as if Rangers were going to throw the game away. Seventeenth minute, Alfredo Morelos goes down on the box. Um, the referee points for a penalty. I find there was contact. Craig, do you think this was a was enough for a penalty, or do you think it was a, a bit soft? It was a bit soft, but I think it was it was a penalty. Um, it's it's one of them. You, we probably just maybe think it's a bit soft because usually they're the ones that we don't get. Um, but I, I think I think it was a penalty. But flip side, if it was given against us, you'd maybe feel a wee bit hard done by. Um, but when I've seen the replay a few times, Morelis does make a good run, um, and he's running onto the ball, and the defender takes him down. So it, it, as I say, as on the softer side, um, but as as definitely a penalty for me. So this leads us on nicely to the penalty, obviously, and we'll talk a bit about the man who took it. So James Tavernier steps up, and I'm sure that's eight goals in eight games. He's he's got himself now. Cam collected penalty right down the middle. 
this is such a 180 for last season because last season I was nervous at any time he walked up to take a penalty, no, any time any Rangers player walked up to take a penalty. But now he's he's just what he's just playing with such confidence. He's been given the SPFL Player of the Month, and I think we said it the last two or three two or three shows. This is the James Tavernier that we've not seen in maybe a couple of years, and I I think he's absolutely stepping into that captain captain's role. Question is, can he keep this up for a full season, or is is he maybe picking up too early, or am I just do I have the 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 gloom and doom scar tissue in me? I think I think this is the best football he's played of his, his of his career, and he's getting to the the age where most football players peak anyway. So, it's albeit I think maybe four or five of them are penalties for the goals, but you still need to step up and take them. It's, he's been, I mean, as as I say, if if it was a striker in eight and eight eight goals in eight games, they would they wouldn't sharp about it. You know what I mean? So, and especially if if he was down and. You know, England. You know, there'd be calls for him to go in the England team if he was them sort of numbers and the performances he's putting in. So, in terms, I hope he. Obviously, we hope he doesn't run out of steam. Um, it's going to be a really packed schedule, obviously, with the amount of games we're playing as well. So, that's the challenge on him. It's good. That this is a good thing. Like we're going into the international break, we can give we can give them a few days off to recharge the batteries, working a few things that maybe noticed as well. So it's been, it's obviously, it's good for players like Tavernier, Kent, um, I can't even think of him, like McGregor as well, for, for instance, you know, who aren't going to be travelling, can, they can sort of take a few days off. So um, hopefully that does the world a good for him. Absolutely. Uh, so in the, the second half, um, as, as Ian, you mentioned, you know, it was a very stale match. Ross County had, Ross County had another couple of free headers, if you like. Well, you know, in a in a better day, they they will punish us for that. Just on that, I think the I think there was a couple of times where the passing was a bit sloppy, even for your man Goldson. But I think this is different for the Hibs game, even though they they were making a couple of mistakes here and there. The last did they collapse? You know, I think we need to give them credit for that because this defence only going to play tremendously every minute every game but what we ask for after the Hibs game is when they do fuck up they you know they get straight back in it uh, you know I, over the last 10 games I'm not overly worried at all about the, the back four um, do you still have any concerns? No I think like as much as I can hang me about Goldson he's definitely kind of proven me wrong this season he had the one absolute cluster fuck against Hibs but like one in what's that? Must be about twelve, thirteen games we've played now. So one in every thirteen games, that's not too bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think when we look at it as well, like Balogun came in today, Edmondson came in against Red, Red Imps, didn't he? And I don't see any kind of regardless of who's played there, we've looked fairly solid. Uh, even when Bassey's come in at left back, we've looked solid. So. Well, whoever the the defence is, it looks like it's going to be Tav, Goldson, Barisic, and then somebody else. But I think Hillander gives us a good bit of balance, given us that left-footed centre-half. Um, so he's not always kind of 
having to turn to play the ball to Barisic kind of just naturally plays it to him. Uh, so, yeah, defence is, is looking good. Uh, another clean sheet again today. So, can't really complain about the defence, can we? No, and, you know, Scott mentioned about um, he'll, he'd argue, argue that Balogun's maybe better than Golson or Hollander, but I think the main thing is, you know, we've got a variety of centre-halves now. Um, Highlander's so different for Balogun, who's so different for Edmondson, so it's, it's good to have variety. Rangers made it 2-0 with uh, Brandon Barker making a resurrection, man. Like, I forgot all about him. See, I was looking through the squad for the the European games and I, I completely forgot he was he was at Rangers, um, which I think is a bit unfair because he started he started that season really well. Uh, Craig was a great pass for Hadji Barker. You know, similar to what Jones brings, he's got he's got pace and abundance. Uh, he he leaves a Ross County player for dead. He kind of messes it up first and foremost. Uh, he takes a couple of bad touches and in, into the box. And it looks as if he's going to mess it up, but a good uh, a good finish in the end to to make it two 0 We wrote him, we all wrote him off, but has he got a part to play this year? Uh, don't know. That, that probably is his part. I think coming off the bench as a sub, and then maybe late on using his pace to try and hurt teams in the break, which is exactly what he done today. So I, I would say that's maybe the role that he's got. I can't see him. I know he had a wee run starting a few games. Um, He's a birthday boy as well, I've seen that. Um, a wee birthday goal for him. So hopefully he gets himself a good birthday haircut. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I think you're right. See, the, although he did take the goal um, really well and had a good run, I think he actually... I don't think it was his intention. I think it was just the way he's taken a touch in the ball. It's kind of forced him to cut back inside. Um, and then Morelis has sort of bulldozed the defenders out of the way and he's managed to get a good finish with his left foot. Um, so it was a good goal. Um, and he does have qualities. That's... That that's probably as good as we can expect to get from Barker, if, if you ask me. Um, a ball over the top, let him use his pace, and then especially later on in the game when he's running at tired defenders. So that's that's probably his role that he's got. But I, I can't really ever see him being much more than that. Uh, but I would the impression that we get, I would imagine he's actually quite highly regarded from the players and the and the staff. Um, it's just the fans that probably haven't really seen what he can do. That's the thing. The fans have been writing them off, writing them off since last November. To be fair, and you know, even though he came back into the fold to the start of this season, I think it's fair to say he's not really getting the recognition as being a, a serious first team contender. But I don't know if he's if Gerard owes him money or if he's just really impressing in training. There, there must be something there. Uh, but you're right. I suppose it is good to see him at least making making an impact. No, I think, I think in terms of Barker as well, you need to remember that if he is being used as the last 20 minute subs, it's probably, we're going to be bringing him on for chasing the game or we need, to, we need a goal sort of thing. Um, so it's, it's a bit, it is a bit hard on him, if you know what I mean. I'm not saying he's the best player on the team or anything, they should be starting every week, but I think fans need to appreciate when we're coming on, it'll, be, it'll probably be tough conditions and he has to go and make a difference, and he's, he probably won't have as much time to make that difference instead of playing the first 60, 70 minutes or something. So I think we need to be a bit patient as well when, when he is coming onto the park. And Listen, he's not going to change every game, but I'm sure there's a few games where we can really, he'll be, he will be effective. I think he might have a bigger role to play in Europe. Him and Jones, um, while well, the teams are, are not going to sit in against us, 
and, and then their pace becomes more of an asset. So there is that wee bit of space in behind uh, in Europe. So they might have a bigger role to play in Europe than they do have to play domestically. Yeah, I think with Jones uh, coming back into, into the fold as well, I think at the very least, if, if we are going to play with two wingers every game, or some games we're going to be playing with two wingers, Kent's always going to be on the on the on the field when he's fit. So having the opportunity to rotate between Jones and Barker is that kind of kind of similar player when we are playing that way, kind of similar to how I'm sure they'll look at Haji and Aribo. Um, they, they might all rotate them depending on the game. So domestically, 10 games in, 26 out of 30 points. I might get a bit of stick for this, but see if you offered me that at the start of the season, I probably would have took it, given the run and going into going into Parkhead to with a with a chance of being undefeated. Am I aiming too low there, or does anybody object to that? Everybody Anyone? agree. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we all agree. So, I think twenty six points out of thirty, and we all would have took it at the start start of the season. It's just the way how it's panned out. Because Celtic have dropped points and they've got a game in hand. You know, as Rangers fans, we tend to take a pe- pessimistic approach to that. We've got a chance to go six points clear if we if we beat Celtic at Parkhead. Craig, how confident are you right now? That's the games we actually tend to do well in. It's a, you think of like the big, the tougher European games that we've had, and our last game at Parkhead. Um, and like even the cup final, we still we played really well in that. Like we never should have lost that game. Um, so it's the sort of game I think we'll have a, a good performance in. It's just a case of do we have the mentality to to go over the line and get a win? Um, and we showed last year that we did. But then it was after that game that we crumbled. Um, so it's it's definitely the mentality of this side. It's the only the only sort of question mark we've got because I don't think. Anyone would really criticise the quality of the squad or, or blame anything else. It's just, can we go and win at these places? And then once we win, do we keep going from there? Because there's no point in winning at the Parkhead and then we get beaten the, the game after it. So it's it's getting that win and then pushing on from there. Um, and we won't know the answer until we, we do it. Um, we need to go and, at least if, if we avoid defeat, I think it'd be a decent result. Um, a draw this stage of the season going to Parkhead wouldn't be a bad result for us. But obviously we're hoping to go there and win. Scott, if we were to play Celtic on Wednesday, I, I would be so confident. Even with um, the kind of injury doubts we have, the likes of Roof and Naribo, with the players available, if we were to play them Wednesday, you know, I'd I'd be so confident Rangers would go and have a convincing performance and get the win. We're going into the international break, however, um, even though we've got, it's always a gamble who will come back fitting well and, you know, we've got that added added bizarre pressure about who might have to self-isolate when they come back because, um, you know, they're travelling different sets of players. One concern, Morelos won't get back until the Friday, uh, the day before the game. How much an impact do you think going to have? Massive, massive. I didn't realise that until it was said, but... I, I don't know. If, if Roof's up to, to pace... With Morelos never scoring against Celtic as well, I know he offers us a, diff, you know, he, 
you look at the game um, last season where he, he bullied the, the, the centre-halves and everything. Um, so it may not give us the goals, but it will certainly give us a threat up there. But if he's arriving back on Friday, I'd be surprised if he was started, to be honest, because there won't be much training time and jet lag as well, um, potentially. So I think it will need to be a late call on that. But I, I know probably with the coaching team, they'll have planned out this game. They'll, well, they'll obviously start planning as of tonight and Monday, you know. So it's um, it's, it's a tricky one. Um, will he play a lot of football as well? You know what I mean? So it might be a bit fresher. But if it, if he was to go and play, you know, maybe 80 or 9, you know, a full match, that could have no factor on it as well. So we'll need to, we'll need to see. But... I think you're right in terms of it's not an ideal time to play. I think I'd rather play them before an international break rather than after it. But you need to look at their team as well. I think out there, starting 11, probably all, most or all of them are away in international duty. So that could be a benefit to us. And we get to rest, you know, key parts of our team like Tavernier, McGregor, Kent, as I said, you know, that they'll they'll be hopefully a bit fresher as well. So it could actually be an advantage and, you know, gives extra time for I don't know if Aribo will be fit for it, but you know, he, there's potential for him to come back or, you know, Kamar Roof as well. So yeah, it's obviously we don't know at this time, but it's hopefully it can work in our favour. Ian, how much of a rest would you give the the players? Um I'm just looking at the list here uh, key players who won't be going in international duty. So McGregor, Golson, Tavernier, Arfield, Kent, Aribo and Ruth are back in light training. How much training they, they'll have is, you know, down to the, the fitness team. But, you know, is it just a couple of days or would you give them, you know, most of the most of the week off? I think I probably would. Maybe give them yeah, maybe just have them in maybe twice this week or something. Like just for light kind of fitness stuff. Because um, you're not going to have enough people to work on everything that you want to work on, are you? You're not going to have enough bodies to do that. So, um, yeah, probably bring them in a couple of days this week. But I don't know if I'd, I don't know if I'd bring them. I don't know if I'd give them like five days off. Then now I'd probably give them off three days, then a day in, then three days, and then a day in or something. Um, rather than just having a big stretch off. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. But yeah, I'm fairly confident going into the Celtic game myself. I think we we play better against teams who don't sit in. So 
well, in the last twice we played them, we absolutely battered them in the cup final, and we were by far the better team. I think we're a better team than they are, and I think where we fall down compared to them is mentality. I think they've just got that winning mentality that that we need we need to get in our team. Just thinking about the international break. How fucking shit is it? So pish. It is so pish. <laughs> is it, like, do you think the players even look forward to it? You can understand wanting to get to like, a World Cup or whatever and that gives you something to watch in the summer but what a load of shit It is aye. I don't know if it's because we're, we're Scottish and we've just been deprived of any enthusiasm for like the last 20 odd years even then, even when like even when Walter and Alex McLeish were the Scotland managers and we looked as if we were going to be dangerous, it was a kind of like I don't know, it was kind of like when your fucking auntie came to visit, you know, that faked enthusiasm. Um <laughs> is, you know what I mean? Um I'm assuming your your auntie's not a fan of the show then. Uh, she better not be, you know what I mean? Okay, aye, your auntie would come round the Sunday afternoon, you just kid on your pretending because you know you're getting a Chinese Sunday night. It's that's a fucking <laughs> um aye, that, that's a uh, international break uh, to me. So here's hoping they all come back fit and well, but um on the subject of feuds and uh, you know and internationalness um, it looks like uh, it looks like Turkey have declared war in the borough of Govan um, by Twitter by the looks of Twitter this week Rangers beat uh, Galatasaray 2-1 uh, this was this was a fucking great result lads um, I was I, I'll put my hands up I was really nervous beforehand um, Ian I said to you last week that um, i just seen Europe as a distraction, but by the Thursday morning, I would have had, uh, you know, the battle fever on, as you say, um, you know, had, uh, had God save the Queen born, um, you know, <laughs> on the way to work, whatever. I'd, looking ahead of this game, I'd, I thought this was going to be a step too far. Scott, they were, they were unreal in the, in the night. Brilliant, I've done everything that was asked. Maybe a bit nervy um, at the end when, when they scored. I think we could have done better as well. Uh, I think it was Barisic didn't do himself much justice, try to clear it. And I, think, I don't know why McGregor sort of came out for it, but um, ah, it was just a, a brilliant performance, I thought. And again, Tavernier uh, scoring was a, was a brilliant goal. Um, maybe stick him up front um, against Celtic. A bit of a threat. You were saying earlier, actually, why? I know he, he takes a lot of the corners, but I don't know why he's not in the box for corners when Barisic is hitting him because he is such a such a threat um, in the air and he's got a great leap on him. Like, he's not the tallest, obviously, but he's got a great leap on him, so I'd like to actually see him maybe um, in the box for, for a few set pieces. But aye, the, the, the goal, especially um, when we played out from the back, was just terrific football. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of playing out from the back, but the way that goal came about was was unbelievable. Nah, you you just know Walter Smith was fucking wincing in the sidelines when we were doing that in the build up, when you what a uh, lineup it was as well in RTV, wasn't it? Sunnis and Alan McCoyst and Combs and obviously Walter Smith, brilliant. By the way, how how good has RTV been, Craig? Oh, it's quality. But see, see that lineup, it's. See if you actually asked me to just write down a, a dream lineup, that that would be it. <laughs> like they actually just got 
the best lineup that any Rangers fan could ask for. Um, I've been really impressed with it, and even Emma Dodds, I think she does a brilliant job. Um, she seems so natural hosting it. Um, I'm glad she's finally got a big jacket because the first few um, matches that she covered <laughs> just looked fucking bolted the whole time, didn't she? <laughs> I've got a wee soft spot for Emma, jo- Emma Dodds. I think she could lose a jacket, but that's just my preference. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ian, uh, just before we get back to the football, Ian, uh, we've seen the greatest ever fist bump uh, between Walter Smith and Stephen Gerrard, but see you on RTV after the game with Gary McAllister today and Stephen Gerrard on Thursday. How good is it? having an actual conversation with the manager instead of just some job off of Sky Sports asking generic questions to get a headline. No, it's, it's much better, isn't it? It's just, uh, they can be much more kind of reactive to the manager's um, manager's comments and stuff and the, that obviously leads to good further questions and I think when, when we see the after match, it's like people are asking, like, because it's obviously all Rangers based as well, we can be as biased and stuff as we like. So like, you can kind of not like you can kind of shoot down the other team slightly, and and up big up us. So you can kind of ask what kind of whatever question you want as well, I suppose, which is good. So I I like the I like it when he gets up on the gantry and there's there's not just one guy interviewing them. There's there's Emma Dodds and then there's a couple of the the pundits. I think the as well that like Gerard and everybody, uh, obviously McAllister, they look, they look so comfortable as well. Like they'll just open up, and it's good to actually hear what they're saying because you you see it like in a press conference on a Friday, for example, very shut book. Won't, won't you know? It doesn't want to give away too much, but he seems a lot more open. He'll he'll explain you know why he's done certain things in the game, which is good to hear. Aye, absolutely. Because you know, is. Kind of what I alluded to earlier, there's no no one's out to get them at RTV. Nobody's trying to get a leading question to to print print a headline in one of the daily rags. Craig, Rangers were drawn in a group with Benfica, Standard Liege, and is it Poznan or something? Some jobbers for Poland, who no doubt after me saying that are going to do us over. Um, I'd, I'm in two camps. I, I still, I don't know, I still have this overwhelming feeling of dread any time Rangers are in Europe, and that's just from every season we've had in Europe, uh, bar, bar the last couple of years and the UEFA Cup run. But battling against that is how Rangers have done the last two years. Um, is it realistic we aim to, to qualify for this group? I'd say second place should be the, the minimum that we should be aiming for. Um, Benfica, they'll be a good team, but we've done really well against Porto. Um, Porto won the Portuguese League last season. Uh, I know, I think it finished early, the same as uh, most leagues, kind of. So I don't know if it was a, a full season that they played out, um, but, but, but Porto won the league anyway. So And then Braga were... Just having a wee look here at it. So Braga, there was quite a gap. The Braga was seventeen points behind Benfica last year, but we've still done well against these teams. Um, so there's no reason that we, even if you think back to like Villarreal and stuff like that, there's no reason that we can't be confident going to play Benfica. Um, the other two, we obviously don't really know a lot about. But I would, unless they're 
a hidden gem that we don't really know about. I would say it's teams we should be beating. Um, so I am feeling quite confident with it. I'd say at least second place would be would be what we're aiming for. Benfica yeah. as well got rid of their striker there, didn't they? Tottenham. So could be a positive whether they spend that money and the you know the the deadline approaching, but um, that'll be a big loss. That was, that was only it was a loan. A, uh, it was just a loan, so I think I don't even think they've got a big fee. I think it's right. Two, exactly. They did sell three million. They sold uh, Ruben Diaz to Man City though, didn't they? For seventy odd million, so their main centre half. Yeah. So. so they're worth a tap at least. Um, <laughs> sticking with the, the transfer deadline then uh, so I think Scott it, it closes tomorrow is it 8 o'clock or something it closes is it you're asking the wrong man here right so let's just presume it, right it finishes sometime tomorrow <laughs> we, we've been saying for a couple of weeks now that we still need to add to the squad now that Rangers have Qualify for the group stages. Is this going to be a, a last day announcement, or do you think there's still work getting done? Do you think we're going to bring him in? Think think there will be. Um, I don't like leaving it to the last day, so I think it's good. We've done a lot of business at the start of the window, which is sensible. Like if somebody was to come in for a ridiculous transfer from Relos, for example, you know we've we've planned for that. You know, I know you like having, you know, four strikers, but at least it's not a complete disaster and we're just trying to sign MD basically. So I do expect to see a bad movement. I think it did depend on Europe, to be honest. I, I know uh, Gerard sort of said that probably, you know, we need to get one in regardless, but I think, you know, the money we're getting from from uh, from from being the Europa League group stage is going to have a massive impact. You'd think that there's you know there's been discussions um, between clubs. Might be a loan. You know, I, I said myself. I know it's completely unrealistic, but somebody like Billy Gilmore in would be absolutely brutal. I'll probably get slated for saying that, but you know, you look at Chelsea's midfield and it's just like packed with absolute superstars. So they might think about you know for his development, maybe get a bit of a bit of uh, playing time and obviously Stevie G and Lampard are, you know, quite close. But uh, yeah, definitely I'm a, I think a midfielder is a necessity. I was quite nervous when Barisic got injured as well because we would have been quite light at the left-back area as well. So hopefully that's not serious. But if that is worse than it is, then I think we'd need to bring in some cover at left-back. Ian, I've done a complete 180 from how I... How we started this transfer window. I, I, I said it's the right time for Morelos to go. Um, you know, once we get the right price or even near 20 million, I thought 17, 18 million pound, we, we should have took it and sold him. Now, I, I'd, I think he has to stay. I know I, I get the argument that Itton and Roof and Defoe are there, but if you look at the last few games, obviously injuries have played a part. Morelos has started every game. He's shown, he's shown why he's so important to how we play. He's not been spectacular, but if you look at his contribution, he's he's contributing to assists. He's you know he's coming in deep and um, getting the build up play going for the first goal against uh, Galatasaray. He won the penalty today. I think we need a fully, fully firing Alfredo Morelos this year. What's your take on it? Yeah, I, I, 
I would have sold him like you had said, like, this is probably the time to cash in. But now with the window about to shut, I'd prefer he stayed. Uh, and I'd, I'd hope that when, when the window does shut, that his performances might pick up. Like you say, he's not he's not been great yet this year. He's been maybe contributing a bit more out with his goals this year. But today he should have scored. Shouldn't he? He should have... The one that Kamara slips him in, he's, he should be hitting the target at least. But for me, that should have been a goal. Uh, and then he had another one as well. The defenders actually had a good block. But if he takes it first time, it might be a goal. But hopefully when the window shuts, that'll... He knows that he's here for another... I don't know, is they having a Christmas window this year? Is that... even if, Is it still having one? I think uh, so, I think, I think so. So, but is that shifted on? Or, like, is it going to be like a February window? Or? No, I think it's still planned uh, for the first, first to the 31st of January. Okay. Well, it, it means we know he's here for at least another like, two and a half months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See the the chance you're talking about when he's taking extra touch. I think that's just because he's he is slightly out of form in, in front of goal anyway. Just now, I think uh, a confident Alfredo from last year just smashes that first time and, and gets a goal. So I think he just needs to get. I know he has scored a few goals, but he just needs to get in a wee a wee runner and getting a few, and he'll just build on from there. And going back to the earlier point, the window shuts at eleven. <laughs> well, thanks for clarifying that, Craig. Um, I tell you what, on Morelos, but see if he gets a goal. Um, away for Colombia, regardless, even if he if he arrives in Glasgow Saturday morning, if he gets a goal for Colombia, he's got to be full of confidence, and I'd play him regardless against Celtic. If if he plays well, um, I, I'd have him in. I'd have him in the starting lineup um, when he's when he's up for it. He's unplayable, um, and I think even even if we had an unplayable Morelos for. A, a third of the games we're having, he's got to make such a massive impact. The good thing as well just now is the goals are getting shared around, because um, if he's not scoring as much, that's what killed us last season. We had a really good first half of the season when he was banging them in, and then the second half of the season, the goals dried up for him and nobody else really stood up. Um, whereas this season, we seem to be well, we're obviously relying on Tav just now by the looks of it, but <laughs> I was going to say that. Getting, uh, <laughs> the goals are getting shared around a lot more this season, which is pleasing to see. I think I'd like to see we're talking about a midfielder. Today I said it in one of the chats, we need somebody who's going to hit the ball for 20, 25 yards. See the amount of times that maybe Ryan Jack or Glenn Kamara gets it at the edge of the area and they're in a good position to shoot and they're looking for another pass. That annoys me. Just hit it every now and again. You don't have to hit it every time. Just We should be having two or three shots like that a game because there's definitely times every game when we've got that where one of them or Davis or Arfield or somebody's on the edge of the box and a great position to just have a shot. And against a packed defence like Ross County today, it's exactly what you need. You look at the game when we played in Holland where Morelos shot from 30 yards. So you're absolutely right. You know what I mean? That goal, Ryan Kent's goal, came from an absolute shite shot, but you never know what the keeper's going to do. And, you know, exactly we got a goal and it was an important goal in the game. Yep. We need Steven Gerrard to go and fucking find himself, basically. Albert. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what we're missing, that forward-thinking midfielder who 
know, who's good in the ball, is confident um, with how he sprays the ball about and shoots, but he can he can do the dirty work as well. That is what we're missing, and you know they don't fucking grow in trees. But did you see that on Twitter? Actually, somebody made a fake Sky Sports account, and they said Stephen Gerrard signed Stephen Gerrard. <laughs> it's, a, it's a picture of him. Oh, it's class. Oh, just on fake accounts, um, Scott. You were talking about somebody in Tinder made made an account for Jermaine Defoe. <laughs> MDC in his Instagram story. It's, uh, it's been reported to the police. If MDC sees me in Tinder, it's no me. <laughs> <laughs> that old excuse. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, he swipes out to his to his wife's pal, isn't he? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. Craig, start with you. You seen anything funny on Twitter this week you want to share with the boys? Not on Twitter, but enjoyed uh, Rangers TV and the Galatasaray game when Walter Smith slagging off Neil McCann for saying inverted wingers. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's just so many wanky terms that get used in football nowadays that if you go even go back to just when Walter Smith was the manager, like he was a good tactical manager, and he would just never use all the phrases that you hear nowadays. So I quite enjoyed. I'm giving McCann a bit of a roasting. I'll be honest, I don't know the difference between a six and an eight in midfield. I, I fucking have no clue what one does and what the other does. So when people talk talk about that in match of the day, I, I, I'll put a mute and stick up on. I, I don't have a clue. <laughs> Ian, what are you bringing to the table? What, what, have you, what funny shit have you seen? I'm, I'm going with the club again this week and it was just post-Galatasaray game where some Galatasaray fan had posted a picture of yeah, a lion saying, we're coming to get you. <laughs> and the club responded to me, a cat and a mane. The club are they're, they're well on the ball with the, the, the social media these days. The club have upped their game so much um, on uh, on Twitter. It's, it's been brilliant. Scott, what's your contender for this week? Uh, I mean, mine's have been saying I enjoyed the, the cat out. <clears throat> I can't be the main. I think uh, Clive Clive Tinsley's had a had a few crackers as well, like the 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 camera the, the camera and uh, <laughs> he, adre- he addressed that right at the start of the game, didn't he? Um, and what was it? He kept he kept referring to the Celtic game, but saying the opposition's name and say if there's any I can't remember Sarajevo. any Sarajevo fans. Uh, they're they're going to be one now. <laughs> so, <laughs> enjoyed that as well. Um, the obvious one that everybody would have seen was the the dozens of posts um, from Kerry Dale Meltdown, who changed the name to Galatasaray Meltdown. My favourite <laughs> one was um, I fuck you in the ass, Haggis. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, Scott, I'm surprised you didn't mention this. My absolute favourite was uh, somebody, somebody tweeted, the caption was, Douglas Park, sorry, Douglas Park, chatting Stephen Gerrard's office, <laughs> oh, Dover with his checkbook, and it's a clip uh, for Winston if he's still game, walking up with his Stevie, Stevie. <laughs> I forgot that one. Yeah. There we go. So, a nice wee laugh before the fucking dreaded visit of Anti International. All there's left to do is, <laughs> yeah, thank, thank the OGs for joining Craig McAdam. Cheers, boys. Ian McCready. Thanks for having us. And Scott Hodge. Cheers, lads. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Take care.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.